0: The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008, referred to recommend Recommendations made by MMWKM's principals, while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. Gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters, and here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the money. The skies are sunny session, you are still doing us wrong. Well, we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Moray. And of course, I am your host, Ken Moreyfe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the uh, pandemic, of course. We talk about Social Security. We'll talk about estate planning. We'll talk about—you name it, we'll talk about it, and we'll try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have— a ton of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray thank you jack i am senior retirement planner and founder of retirement planners of america and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning and so we work primarily with people who are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon and if that is you we'd love to meet you we'd love to see if we can help you our website is rpoa.com which is retirementplannersofamerica.com. all right so uh, and in fact you know and this falls under if you don't toot your own horn nobody else will Uh, Eight years in a row, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors. And actually, as as I know very well, without our beloved and most valued clients, uh, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you, and we're very thankful. Since this is a Thanksgiving weekend, we're super thankful uh, that you have allowed us the privilege. So let's go over what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, as you may have noticed, Um, the the stock market, the S&P, the Dow and all that, uh, they have been on a tear over the last uh, couple of weeks. And uh, so whenever that happens, you know, I've been doing this now for what, over 20 years, close to 30. Whenever that happens, it usually is a setup for a profit taking or a correction as, as it is commonly called. So um, in the first segment, I'm going to talk about expect a correction, but don't panic because next year, who baby? If uh, if we have a vaccine and we get a stimulus package, Katie bar the door for next year. So I, I would. Uh, so anyway, I'll go into that in more detail in just a sec. Now, also this week, we want to talk about the six deadly sins of investing. And you know, Jack, the other shows they will give you what maybe two or three, maybe four if you're really lucky. But we're going to give you six. We're going to give you the full Monty, ladies and gentlemen, six of the deadliest sins of investing. And the, the goal there is to inform you, educate you, and hopefully you will not commit those sins. Now also, uh, as we do every week, we're going to talk about social security strategies. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank you very much for sending me your questions because when you do, you make my job easy. Okay all I have to do is answer your questions. I don't have to make them up or anything. so it's uh, you give me content for the show and so we'll endeavor to answer uh, more questions for married people. We have two of them for married couples and we can learn from that. Now also as you guys uh, may know, our foundational philosophy uh, for our clients and again, it's because we work primarily with people who are within five years of retirement or in the first five years of their retirement. So if you take that decade, There are many studies that talk about what's called uh, sequential risk. And what it means is when is the time that risk is your biggest enemy? And early in your retirement or just before you retire is the time when it is your biggest enemy. Risk is your enemy. Losses in, in particular are your biggest enemy. And so our belief system is that protecting against those losses, particularly during that decade is extremely important. And so we have a strategy we call invest and protect. This is the same strategy that told us to sell in November of 2007 before the, the credit crisis. It's the same one that said to sell in 2018 before the China crisis. And then this year on, uh, in, in early March before the pandemic was even announced, because we believe that protecting against those losses is super important. Now, one of the things you may have heard from the buyholders holders who say you should stay in no matter what, is it, you won't make any money if you sell and just sit in cash. Well, I'm gonna tell you that it ain't so bad. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Ben Frank, Benjamin Franklin once said, a penny saved is a penny earned. So I'll expand on that idea later on. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. To infinity and beyond. Yes, but on this show, do we stop right there? No, we do don't we boldly go where no financial show has gone before and therefore at about 10 till we will have our estate tip of the week and this week ladies and gentlemen i'm going to answer the question that has been keeping you up at night for the last easily six months and that is and, and that is what is the difference between joint tenants with right of survivorship and tenants in common see that you guys have been wondering about that. I know it, and I'm going to share with you the differences so you can now have a good night's sleep. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> and the truth about the difference who knows? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, you may not be able to handle that. So I hope you're I hope you're sitting down and wearing a seatbelt. Anyway, I want to just take a moment and thank every thank all of you for uh, this listening to the show. I'm I'm so grateful as in a time uh, this time of the year to give thanks. Um, we are so so grateful to all of you for all the support you've given us uh, over the years. I've been doing the show since 1995. It's crazy, and uh, you guys, uh, many of you, I, I actually know people have been listening since the inception. Thank you very very much, all of our clients. We are so grateful to you. Without you, we would be nowhere, and we know that, and we're so grateful. Um I want to thank everybody in our company uh, in the ARPOA family, our employees, our retirement planners, our CSAs, everybody in the whole firm, you guys are just great. you take, you know, you you warm my heart with your desire to help clients and help people. Uh, it's it's great. And you know, just in general, ladies and gentlemen, I would you know, with the elections just ended and all the acrimony and all the stuff that's going on and families split apart because of their political views and all that, I think we should give thanks for the stuff that we have. We live in a wonderful country. I mean, the transition of power doesn't require you know, war and death and all that, we vote. It doesn't, you know, we have such a beautiful country. We don't need to leave our shores to find beauty. If you look at the mountains, the lakes, the coastlines, the people, we are wonderful people. And we need to come together and set our political stuff aside and just understand we are all Americans and we should love each other first. And if we have differences, okay, fine. But let's, let's park them in the parking lot when we're talking to each other. Let's be more civil and be thankful that we get to live in this wonderful and beautiful country. So anyway, I'm gonna get off my soapbox, but that's my view. Let's talk about, uh, <laughs> Jack is, is getting all teary eyed over here. <laughs> so let's talk about when, when, you know, as I said, I've been doing this for a while and, and my experience is that when you have this, uh, a super rapid uh, rise in the markets, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that look at that and say, man, I just made, you know, three, four, five percent or whatever it could be uh, in a short period. I'm just going to sell and take profits. And when they start selling, others th- think, oh my gosh, what's going on? And so I love that some other people, you know, get scared and they sell and, and it turns into what's called a correction. And a correction is a drop of uh, more than 10 percent, but less than 20 in, percent in whatever it is that you're looking at. I'm talking about the, the Dow Jones or the S&P. So, it is very likely, very possible, in my view, that we could have a correction, maybe not a 10 percenter, but some pullback, given what's going on. But I'll tell you also that I perceive it as a buying opportunity, and the reason why I, I say that is because we fully expect to see a, a a pack, a stimulus package from the the government, the Congress, at some point here soon, and our. Uh, Over two-thirds of our economy is driven by consumer spending, and when people are unemployed and they don't have wages and all that kind of stuff, they don't spend, and that that would significantly hurt the economy, but it hasn't so far to a great degree from the standpoint of consumption because of the stimulus package. So if we get that, plus we've got, what, three vaccines already with more, we're, we're, we're going to have too many vaccines. It's going to be like, you're going to go to the store and there's going to be like a shelf full of vaccines. You're going to have to pick out of 20 of them, which one you want. But anyway, with all the vaccines coming online and all this stuff that's going on, you know, next year, is shaping up in our view, and in fact, I was uh, interviewed by Barrons, uh, and they were asking, you know, what do you think of next year? I usually wait till the beginning of the year to give my fearless forecast, but I gave it to them, and that is, uh, I think we'll see the Dow at thirty-five thousand next year. So, yes, and uh, at the beginning of this year, you may recall, I said the Dow would hit thirty-one thousand. And boy, did we take a wild ride, but <laughs> we're almost there. So, so anyway, uh, we'll see where it all takes us. But our view is that uh, there's a lot of upside. Next year could be the most... Uh, impressive recovery in the history of our country. And the reason being is you're starting from a very low point. You get back to even a a semblance of even, and that is a a five times increase in the economy. And that is something we've never seen before. And you get that with countries around the world that are recovering as well, Latin America and others. And uh, the synergy of that, I think, uh, bodes very well for the future. So Again, I think we may have a correction here between now and the end of the year, but take it uh, in stride in my view. And uh, in fact, if you have some loose cash laying around, which throw it in is my opinion. Anyway, uh, one of the things I want to mention to you is that we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So if you are within five years of your retirement or you are already retired, then uh, we are the firm for you, in my opinion. And uh, we'd love to meet you and see if we can help you. If you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. You can sign up. We have several seminars going on right now. They're virtual. Uh, We have one on Medicare enrollment. We have one on income tax savings. We have one on Social Security. We have another one on retirement planning during the pandemic. So we have uh, stuff for all, uh, all interests. So if you go to rpoa.com, you can attend. There's no charge or obligation for those, but you do need to register for it um, in advance. So it's rpoa.com. And if also, if you, are, if you desire, you can uh, bypass all of that and visit with one of our retirement planners directly, and you have the ability to do that on our website as well. So lots of stuff there for you at rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the six deadly sins of investing. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack, and I want to wish everybody a super happy, wonderful, peaceful, uh, non-political, hopefully with family Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, so I know that when there are family reunions, uh, especially in these days of these political uh, stuff, it's it's hard for everybody to be on the same page. So I hope you guys are keeping it all under control. In our family, we just we said uh, we ha- we we created what we call a safe word, and the safe word is you googly. It's it's from uh, that movie that uh, uh, Ben Stiller was in. But anyway, you googly, right? So if anybody feels like the discussion is getting a little heated and we need to stop it, anybody says you googly, it's over. You stop. So you're in mid, you, and if somebody says you googly, you got to stop. Okay, safe word. It's a safe word, and it works. It works. We've 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 had our moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing. Anyway, we are back. And uh, I am Ken Moray, the host of Money Matters with Ken Moray. And I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that uh, specializes in retirement planning. So if you're over 50, retired or retiring soon, then you are who we would love to meet and see if we can help. Our website is rpoa.com, and uh, you're welcome to go there. We have this show is podcasted. We also have videos and articles and uh, all kinds of stuff for you. And uh, uh, recently, Financial Times, actually three, to- three times they've done that, have named uh, has named us one of the top 300 uh, financial advisors. And uh, so we're very proud of that. But, of course, without our beloved and most valued clients, for whom we are extremely thankful for, us always, not just now, uh, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you, we thank you. And if you're not a client, we'd love to see if there's a fit for that. So let's talk about the six deadly sins of investing, okay? There are probably more than these, but these are what we view as, as the most important six. So, and, and these all apply to your uh, psychology as an investor, Your your how you behave, right? So the first one is emotion. Okay, when you're an investor, it is our view that you do not want to be emotional. <laughs> okay, you got to make business decisions here, not emotional ones. So uh, a lot of times emotions cause you to buy when you shouldn't. They cause you to sell when you shouldn't. So, you know, you need to park your, uh, your that's my favorite thing to, to say on this show, park it in the parking lot, park. put it in the, but your emotions need to be parked in the parking lot. The, the second is disorganization. And, uh, you know, a lot of time we, we call it the drawer of investments. So this is where, you know, you meet, uh, you meet with a prospective client and, you know, they've been accumulating uh, money. They have their 401k and then they read an article somewhere that said they should buy XYZ. So they did that. And then they're watching television. And, you know, some analyst says you should buy this and they buy it. Uh, you know, and little by little, they accumulate what we call the junk drawer of investments. And there's no organized rhyme or reason for it all. It's just all this stuff that, that uh, you know, you bought over the years. And it's not all focused in, a, in the same direction. And so that disorganization, plus having lots of different accounts everywhere. You know, we meet people, I've met, I've met people who have accounts all over the place. And I ask them, how do you manage all this? And they go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. So disorganization. The next one is myopia. And myopia means that you don't see the big picture you're myopic you're just you're not zooming in on the small picture and you're not looking at the big picture and uh, so what that can cause you to do uh, essentially is to concentrate your investments you know right now real estate's doing well so i'm going to put everything in real estate and i don't see the big picture or back in the technology days when people were buying dot coms all over the place the next one is impatience this is where you just can't wait you, you know, you just you sell too soon, you buy too soon. You know, it's like you're you're just you just can't stand to wait for the right moment. And so, for example, right now, if you listen to the first part of the show, I would tell you that uh, I know the market has gone up and all that, and you don't want to miss out if you have money and all that. But patience is a virtue, and I think that uh, there there may be a correction here sometime between now and the end of the year that'll present itself. You just need to be patient and let it come to you. Don't force it. Okay. Uh, the next one is. Greed. You're carrying me apart. <laughs> <laughs> the six sins. Is that oh really with the six sins? Yeah, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> that was his emotional side. One. So anyway, yeah, so greed is and you know you may remember uh, you know uh, who was it uh Michael Douglas, back in the day when uh, with that movie, Wall Street, where he said, greed is good, right? Well, actually, I'm here to tell you that greed, when it comes to your investing, is not good, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, you can take too much risk. You can, you know, chase after stuff. So that's, uh, greed overrides common sense, and you fall for false false promises and all that. The next one is arrogance. And uh, I know that nobody listening to this show is arrogant, but it's the old thing about you know where you, you ask people, uh, are you a bad driver? And 100% of the people say no. But then you ask them, would you what percentage of population you say are bad drivers? And they say 50%. So so you know somebody's somebody's got their math wrong here. But uh, so arrogance is is uh, you know where you think you know everything. You're overconfident. Um, and a lot of times arrogance comes, and I, you know, over the years, you, you learn the hard way not to be arrogant when it comes to your investments because when you think you've got it licked, the market has a way of telling you, no, you don't. So always, always uh, you know, remain humble, and that's how you uh, stay sharp. And then the last one is cowardice. And uh, you know, I actually, about uh, six months ago, met uh, a couple, and uh, they got out at the, near the bottom in 2008, they never reinvested. They've been out for 12 years. Why? Because they're too scared to go back in. They got so burned that, that it's like they just can't go. They can't do it. And uh, so, you know, they've, they've become cowards. And so, you don't want to be a coward. You, don't want to, you just want to be level headed, I guess is the point of all this. You want to keep your emotions in check. And remember, it's a business decision. Don't fall in love with any of your investments or anything like that. Anyway, so those are things that uh, we uh, recommend uh, that you should think about. And, of course, one of the best ways, in my view, to do that would be to have you visit with one of our retirement planners and have them build for you a retirement plan. Uh, If you you go to our website, uh, rpoa.com, and you click on Meet with an Advisor, What we'll do is we'll schedule a time to meet with you virtually, and uh, what we'll do is we'll build a cash flow retirement plan for you. Uh, We'll look at all your inflows, your outflows. We'll look 5, 10, 15, 20 years into the future. Uh, We'll take into account taxes and inflation and your wages and your not wages when you retire, all of that, and we'll help you to see into the future. Um, and we'll uh, see if you have enough money to retire on. We'll see if you, uh, you know, where you should get your income from. We'll talk about ways to maximize your Social Security benefits, uh, Medicare enrollment, all the stuff that we think is relevant and, and that you'd like to know about. We'll help you with, and we'll do it all at no charge or obligation. Okay? So if you if you go online, you do. That. And if we can help you, that's fantastic. And if we cannot, that's fine too. Okay? So either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And it certainly is, Bogie, the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And we look forward to doing that with you. So our website, again, is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about social security strategies for married people. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Why, thank you, Jack. I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, we now work with over 9,000 beautiful, wonderful families in uh, 48 states. It is such an honor and a privilege. We are so thankful. We want to thank everybody thank you for listening to the show and thank you clients and thank you everybody i'm just so grateful and uh this show is designed for those of you who are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon so if that's you you should uh, if you if you haven't listened to the show or you want to listen to it again or portions of it you missed you can go to our website it's rpoa.com we podcast our shows on there and you can uh you can listen to it again now You know, one of the things that uh, we believe is extremely important, maybe the most important thing that we do, and that is ethics. You know, we have a core value that says that our clients benefit before we do. We have another core value that says never sacrifice honesty for growth those are core values that we require everybody to adhere to and if anybody doesn't they no longer work here because they don't they don't adhere to our values and so uh, re, uh, uh in 2018 we were very proud of the fact that the better business bureau uh, gave us the torch award for ethics uh and it was the uh, the award they give to one company in each category and our category was the large company category and so we're very proud of that but again without our clients we'd be nowhere Better Business Bureau wouldn't even know who we were. So thank you, guys. Uh, Let's talk about social security strategies for married people. So again, if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the air, please uh, feel free to send me an email. My email address is ken at rpoa.com, and uh, I'll endeavor to answer your questions. All right. Question number one here is, I'm 64. My husband is 60. I have a minimal earnings record. Would I be able to claim my benefit now and then when my husband turns 66 and files, switch to claiming half of his benefit? The reason is, is because my benefit is less than half of his. So if you file now, you'll be able to get about 87% of what you would have gotten had you waited till you were 66. Okay, so that's number one. Now, when you add on the spousal benefit, you will be paid the difference between your benefit and 50% of his. So, therefore, the total of all of that will be less than the 50% of his benefit because you're filing early. Okay. Now, if you want to receive the full 50% of his, you would need to wait until you are 66 to file your benefit, and then you would get 50% of his. All right. So, by filing early, you're going to get less than half of his. Just because, it's a first of all, a lot of people don't know that you can file and get half of your spouses or yours, whichever is the higher. But then what they don't know is if they file early, they'll get less than that half. Okay, so there's two, two things there. All right, here's another one that's kind of in the same vein. My wife is not covered by Social Security. She is older than me and would collect spousal benefit only. Can my wife—meaning half of mine if, if it all worked out. So here's the question. Can my wife collect a spousal benefit when I am 62 with the understanding that her benefit would be further reduced as I'm under age 66? Okay, so the same sort of idea. Is that even an option? Would she have to wait until I'm 66 to file? Well, here's the answer. She cannot file to get half of yours until you file for yours. Okay, so you could file at age 62, but what that would do is it'd leave you with a permanently reduced benefit, right? Because you're starting with a lower amount. It would also reduce her survivor benefit when you do pass. If she survives, you should get less. So keep in mind that it would not reduce her spousal benefit as you, in your question, okay? Because the spousal benefit is based on the amount that you would have received had you waited until you're 66. So her age, when she takes it, has nothing to do with it. It's all about your age 66 benefit and what percentage of that, okay? So um, if that doesn't tell you that Social Security is is complicated, then I don't know what could. I know nothing, I see nothing, and I see nothing. (laughs) <laughs> For those of you who don't know who that is, that's Schultze from Hogan's Heroes back in the day. If you know that, then you're old, okay? That's all I gotta got tell you. If that reference means something to you, then you are, you're an old person. But anyway, uh, social security is, uh, in my view, extremely complex, and I don't know how an average person who has not been trained and understands it can make the right decision there. So therefore, I would not suggest that you do that, okay? This is one of the things you don't wanna try at home, in my opinion. So what I would do is, I, if I were you is I would go online, to our website, rpoa.com. And uh, we post this show, we post uh, articles and videos. And and in fact, we even have a seminar, a virtual seminar coming up on social security. So if you have questions about social security, we want to be your resource. Also, you can can click on meet with an advisor, in which case we'll sit down with you and we'll design for you at no charge or obligation, a social security retirement uh, uh, program. Uh, Now, keep in mind that if you do that, we want to build it in the context of a full retirement plan, okay? So not just social security, but also your 401k, also your income taxes, your estate planning. We want to help you to build an entire cash flow plan and do it all at no charge or obligation. If you love what you see, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. No charge or obligation either way. So you have lots of resources on our website, videos, articles, virtual seminars, meet with an advisor. It's all at rpoa.com. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have buy hold myth number five, which is you won't make any money if you sell and sit in cash. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken (laughs) Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I'm founder of Retirement Planners of America, and we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50 who are retired or retiring soon. And, you know, there are studies that show when they ask the question, when is the happiest time of your life? And they ask you, which decade? You know, was it when you were zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, all the way up to 90 years old? And the second happiest period of people's lives is their 60s you know what they're the number one decade is their 70s really? yeah i guess it's because at that point you really don't care what anybody thinks <laughs> and you're like you know what i don't care what you whether you like me or not i'm over it so you, you find happiness where's the beef <laughs> there's that lady right <laughs> she was very happy she just wanted to know where the beef was but anyway um And so this is that decade, I think, is, you know, a time of great opportunity and uh, great happiness. If you retire and you're doing well with that. And and I I love working with people who are in that decade. It's the, it's the, it's the most wonderful. Anyway, so, um, one of the things that we believe because we manage money as, as part of what we do for our clients, we manage their money for them. And that is we have a philosophy which we call invest and protect. And the reason why we have that philosophy is because during that decade, that five years before and five years after your retirement, that is the single most important decade of your entire financial life in our, in, in our view. And there are many studies that back that up. There's a thing called sequential risk which talks about when is it good to lose money, okay? It's never good, obviously. But when is the worst time, shall I say, to lose money? And the answer is early in your retirement or before you retire. If you look at that, it makes it very, very difficult to have your money last as long as you do, which is a goal we have for you. And we want you to enjoy your retirement, your second childhood without parental supervision is what we call it. We want you to go play and enjoy, and you can't do that if you just lost half your money in a bear market the day you retired. That's tough to do. So... I believe that that message resonates because uh, recently, actually for the second time, uh, Inc. Magazine uh, put us on their 5,000 fastest growing companies list, and uh, obviously we love growing, and we're very grateful to our clients for that, and we're very thankful. Uh, and it also doesn't mean that Inc. is endorsing us as a financial advisor. They don't know anything about that, but they do know if you're growing or not, and we're, we're happy that that's the case. But be that as it may, our invest and protect strategy is not uh, what I would call um, – uh, you know, commonly held. It is not mainstream. In fact, I'd say that in many ways we're a disruptor in that in that in that uh, uh, way. And that is that normally, you, you know, you probably have heard, buy and hold is what you're supposed to do. You buy a set of quality investments and you diversify according to the risk that you should take. You rebalance periodically, and your job's done. Now you just go and sit minced juleps and uh, and hang out in a, in a hammock. Well. 2008 and Y2K and other times have shown that if you did do that, you could experience large losses, and if they happen within that 10-year period I was just talking about, that could be very detrimental to your ability to retire or stay retired, so therefore, we don't buy into that. Now, I wrote a book uh, called Buy, Hold, and Sell, and in it, I have buy, hold myth number five, which is you won't make any money if you sell and sit in cash. Okay, so the argument against it, one of the arguments against what we believe in is that, hey, if you get out and you sit on the sidelines, you know, interest rates right now are near zero, so you're not making any money and that's a bad thing. Well, I got two things to tell you about that. Number one is that if you uh, remember uh, what Benjamin Franklin once said, which is a penny saved is a penny earned. And so, for example, in uh, our strategy said to sell in November of 2007 and stay out during the entire credit crisis of 2008. In that period, the S&P went down significantly from peak to trough, 57%. Now, if you avoided any of that you, using our strategy, then that's a penny saved. And therefore, I believe that it is a penny earned. And so that's one thing. The other thing is that zero can be your hero. And the reason I say that is because let's say that you have $100, And you prescribe to our suggestion, which is that you don't take more than 4% of your money out. So you have $100, and you're going to take 4% out each year, which is $4. So how many times can you take out $4 before you use up your $100? The answer is 25 So how does that apply? Let's say that you have $100. That's the total value of your retirement dollars and you're making zero because you're sitting in cash and you're not making anything, you don't lose, you don't make, you're just making zero, and you're taking out $4, it'll last you 25 years. And if you retire when you're 60, you're 85 before you run out of money. But guess what? I think there's a pretty good possibility that maybe sometime between now and the next 25 years, you might make more than that zero, <laughs> okay? There might be a time when you actually go back in and make some money as well, in which case it might prolong it to when you're 90 or, or, or beyond. So the notion that, you know, get out, sit in cash is a bad thing, I think if you think about what you could have lost as a gain, and then if you look at the fact that even if you earn zero for 10 years, you're still okay, you know I mean? It's not great, but you're okay. Um, that is, uh, uh, in my view, not a big problem. In fact, I think it's a good idea to protect yourself from large losses. So uh, if, you, if you agree with that philosophy, then what I encourage you to do is go to our website. We have uh, videos and articles and podcasts about our invest and protect strategy. Uh, you can also buy my book. And by the way, all the proceeds, uh, the profits, should I say, from that uh, sale of that book go to charity. And we've, get, we've given tens of thousands of dollars uh, from those of you who have bought the book. So thank you uh, to charity. So I encourage you to buy the book, learn, and help a charity in the process. I'm glad we had this talk. <laughs> Me too. So uh, if you go to our website, rpoa.com, you'll find that you can sign up to attend our virtual seminars. Now, we have a whole set of them right now going on that uh, I think you might be interested in. We have one on Social Security Planning. We have another one on Medicare enrollment. We're in the middle of the Medicare enrollment period right now, and uh, it's important that you get it right, and we're going to uh, have, have a, a virtual seminar on that. We have one on income tax planning. It's the end of the year. Uh, time to be thinking about that, and plus, potentially taxes could go up next year, so you got to think about a lot of that stuff. We also have one on retirement planning during the pandemic. So if you want to retire and you're thinking, you know, wow, what, how do I navigate all this stuff with the pandemic and all the stuff? We've got a video, I mean, I'm sorry, an, uh, a virtual seminar for you on that. So we have tons of great stuff for you. So it's all at rpoa.com, that's our website and uh, I hope you will, uh, you know, instead of binge-watching Netflix, binge-watch our, our, uh, our website. we got lots of stuff on there for you. Anyway, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have our estate tip of the week. We're going to answer the burning question that you've been asking for months now, which is, what is the difference between joint tenants with right of survivorship and tenants in common? Ooh, boy, you want to know the answer to that, so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Moreyfe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayfe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayfe. Thank you, Jack. And I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So what that means is that if you're over 50, retired or retiring soon, this show is designed for you. Our firm is designed to help people like you. We want to make your, we have two goals for you. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. We want you to enjoy the lifestyle that you want in your retirement. And whatever that is, we want to help facilitate that if we can, and that's what we're all about. So our website is rpoa.com, and we encourage you to go there and learn all all about all kinds of stuff that we think might be of interest to you. Now, if you have done a fabulous job of managing your finances and all the stuff that you do, then at the end of the line, you're going to potentially leave something for your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. And that's called estate planning. And so this is the segment of the show where we talk about that. And in fact, uh, this week, I want to talk about something that uh, comes up quite often because, you know, when we meet a prospective client, one of the things that we do is we look at your estate planning. We want to see, you know, what your wills and your trusts and whatever stuff you've done are. And that way we can be sure that, you know, you've done it or not done it and we can help you if that's needed. And one of the things that people don't understand is the difference between joint tenants with rights of survivorship and joint tenants in common. So one's called jitros, JTWROS, joint tenants with right of survivorship, and the other one is called a J tick. Okay? So if you have a tick and you're like doing that thing, you know, eh, I got a tick. Okay, that's a J tick. And the difference between those two is important. And you need to know it because a lot of times people just check a box or it's checked for them and that may not be what you want. Okay, so but before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire And of course that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches and uh, as you well as you might know we think that the estate taxes probate all that kind of stuff it's actually designed to do the exact opposite it's designed to take you from riches to rags and we do not want that to happen to you so every week at this time we have our estate tip of the week and this week we're going to talk about the difference between JIT Ross and JTIC all right because it's important so so uh, uh, JITROS, joint tenants with right of survivorship, means that if you have a, a, a married couple, let's say, and they own an account, an investment account or a property, an asset, they own it, joint tenants with right of survivorship, what that means is that if any of, if, if one of the people who are the joint tenants dies, the survivor automatically takes over that property with no delays, don't have to go through probate, don't have to do anything. Okay, so in most cases, that's where our clients fall, all right? Because if my husband or my wife dies, you know, I want to be able to take over the account without any delay, without having to go to the probate and all that kind of stuff. Now, the other kind is called joint tenants in common or JTIC. Now, JTIC says, upon my death, don't distribute anything to anybody. Read my will first. You know, as George Bush said, read my lips. Read my will first and find out what I want to have happen before you distribute anything to anybody, which means it goes through probate and it goes through the legal process. So you're probably asking, well, why would anybody want to do something JTIC? You know, I die and, you know, my spouse has to wait for the process before they can get at the money and this and that, maybe that's not a good thing. Well, the easiest answer I can give you is if you're a Brady Bunch family, some, some of you may remember the Brady Bunch, but if you're a Brady Bunch family, you know, what could happen is that, for example, you, the husband says, you know, upon my death and wife says upon my death, I want a certain portion to go to my children, my direct blood children, or I wanted to do this or that. And uh, so you wanna create something that may not be what normally happens and you wanna make sure that it does get done because if you do join tenants with right of survivorship Everything goes to the spouse, and they may decide not to give anything to your blood children uh, because maybe they don't get along or who knows what. So joint tenants with the, in common is a way to do that. Now, what, what we've seen, what we've done with clients and we've looked at is that maybe what you do if you, if you have certain money that you want to segregate, So that it does go just to your children or just the way that you want and doesn't necessarily go to, you know, your spouse or to your spouse's children. Then what you could do is you could have that account or that money or that asset as a tenants in common. But the other stuff, you could have it as joint tenants with right of survivorship because you want your spouse to have access to that immediately and not have any delays. So there's some planning around how you how you do that and how you title those. The problem that we see a lot is that depending on the state that the company you're opening an account with is in, if they are a community property state or if they're a, 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 a separate property state, the default choice is one of these two. And if you don't check the box yourself or check it in the first place, uh, you may they may be doing your estate planning for you by checking a box that maybe you didn't want. So be sure you check it, it's joint tenants with right of survivorship versus joint tenants in common, all right? Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then you are who we would like to meet with and see if we can help. And uh, we have some seminars coming up, they're virtual. We have one on uh, retirement planning in during the pandemic, which I think is important at this time. Uh, In that uh, virtual seminar, we talk about when and how to take Social Security. We talk about income tax strategies. We talk about our our invest and protect strategy to protect against the downside. We talk about how to calculate if you're ready to retire or not. If you are retired, we talk about where to get income from. So we have a bunch of strategies and ideas and all of that for you. And it's all at no charge or obligation. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. You can sign up for that. And we'd love for you to uh, learn from that and hopefully benefit from it. So, you know what? I cannot believe it. The show's over already, Jack. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye. This is the end. Of course ma'am. In the beginning. information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morave or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.